Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016 I helped him launch his very first membership he had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership in his first launch he got a hundred and thirty members bringing him in about sixty thousand in income every year now He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, episode 194. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast, and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner, or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful, and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello, and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are things? We are in full swing of the nice weather here in the UK, which I'm enjoying no end. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that my long-suffering husband uh, is building me a greenhouse. This is not a a sentence I ever thought I would hear myself saying. In fact, I saw some family at the weekend and they were like, you and a greenhouse. I didn't think gardening would be your thing. No, me neither. But apparently it is. So uh, he is busy. Uh, I've drawn a greenhouse and he's building it. It's amazing. So keep an eye on my Insta if you haven't seen it. Um, also, not just want to tell you about my you know, gardening escapades. I also want to let you know that I have an upcoming masterclass. It's been some time since I've done just a masterclass. But on June the 29th, we are holding two live masterclasses all around how to get your first 100 email subscribers and the do's and don'ts of building an email list. So I've seen some amazing things that people do and I've seen some things that are really not helpful to build your list. So if you want to come along and join me for that, it's going to be good. There's two times, like I said, you'll find all the details on the sign up page. It's completely free. So do come and check it out if you are looking to to start to build your email list. So head over to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash email masterclass or one word. Okay. So, uh, reminded you about that. Now I can get with today's episode. I'm really struggling to record this today. Just so you know, I've already stopped several times because I've messed up or forgot things or 
I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Sometimes you sit down to do these things and it's the easiest thing in the world. And the other times your brain goes, oh, I don't think I want to work that way today. So fingers crossed I can get through the rest of this without having to stop too many times. So today we're going to be talking about making 1% changes to get to your dream business, to get to your goal. Okay. And this is, so why have I, why have I wanted to talk about this today? Okay. So I've been inspired to talk about this because we've just done something new in the academy. We are now doing every Monday morning something called an inspired action. And that inspired action, so you know how we do challenges in the academy and and the members love them. They get amazing results, but it's like five days of of work. It's not like five solid days of work. It's probably like, I don't know, 20 minutes a day, if that. Um, But obviously every single day I'm getting them to do something for five days. And sometimes they start off with great intentions and like, yeah, totally need this, going to do it. And then their week gets a bit awry and they lose their way. And as we all do, things get in the way, we get busy. So I decided as well as having the challenges, which we do every other month, I've decided to do a Monday inspired action. And the idea behind the inspired actions are basically I am reminding them or motivating them or challenging them to do just one tiny thing. And and it's probably something that they know they should do. It's not difficult. They're not going to have to work out, you know, lots of crazy things. It's just something that we all need reminders for. So for example, the one that happened this week as I'm recording it was they had to post in three different places about their email list to try and get more people on their list. And one of the members immediately came back saying, this is perfect timing because this has got off my radar recently. And you know, those three places or times that they're going to post, they can just be like, a, you know, something on social media, or it can be, you know, putting together an ad, or it could be something like mentioning on a podcast, for instance. So yeah, it's just like just one small thing that I remind them to do, or I encourage them to do every week that shouldn't take very long. And it got me thinking back to the 1% changes. And this is something that I've done a lot of work on myself, where you know how we see someone who does what we do or have the thing that we want and we immediately think, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to, like, how do I go from where I am today to getting that thing? It's never going to happen. I can't even see how I'd get there. And we start to compare ourselves to other people. We start to feel overwhelmed with all the stuff and all the oh my God, we've got to do all these things. And like, if I am going to, so let's think, I'll use the email list version as well. So let's think you want to get to 500 people on your email list and you've currently got 50. You know, you might be thinking, well, all the work I've got to do to do that is just too much. So one of the things about the 1% changes is you you only move by 1%, okay? And then once you've moved that by 1%, you then move the next one by 1%, next one by the 1%. And it almost becomes so inherent in what you do and how you do it that the change is not difficult. That's the whole point. It's like, and I'm going to liken this to a personal journey that I am on currently. I think I've mentioned before, although I hate mentioning it. So I'm amazed if I have, I don't know, I probably have that. Obviously I'd like to lose weight. You know, I am a curvier lady and have been for some time. I've always been, you know, fairly overweight, I would say at different points in my life. And it's always been something I've struggled with. And I've gone on, oh God, well, one, I've done a million diets, literally every diet you can have a name, I've done it. And then I've been on a real health journey over these last six months, I think, as I'm recording this and discovered so much stuff. Like, you know, I had 
I, uh, this wasn't an intention to go into this whole conversation, by the way, but it kind of, you know, helps, I guess. I've had like my DNA tested. I've had every blood test done. You can imagine I've had this test, that test. I've paid for t- two different nutritionists and, and yeah, it's, it's a journey and I'm, I'm slowly working on this journey. I have a, an amazing small group of friends who we support each other with our health and things. And we message every day and we're making these 1% changes because do you know what? If someone said to me, right, Teresa, to be healthy, you have to go from, I don't know, let's think like, well, it's the gluten thing. I'm gluten free. So going from having no gluten to having or all the gluten to no gluten, that's a massive jump, right? Now, obviously with gluten free, I had to, because it was a, a, you know, health thing and I'm allergic to it. So that I had to make that real steep jump. But with everything else, like water, how much water do you drink? Or actually, you know, and, and there's an amazing lady. I feel like I'm jumping all over the place, but I promise it'll make sense. Um, there's an amazing lady that I'm part of her membership called Corinne Crabtree. And she talks about hers is specifically to do with weight loss. And she talks about the fact of when she first started her journey, she ate out in drive throughs every single time, like every meal. So instead of ordering a large Big Mac meal with, you know, an apple pie, let's say, or oh, I hate those apple pies, not that I could eat them now, but oh no, she would maybe order a medium meal. Like, so she wouldn't, so whereas people think about diets, and like I said, this is just such a good analogy as like, that's it, you've got to change everything tomorrow. It wasn't about that. It was about taking a 1% step in the right direction. So, and I know to some people that would be like, well, that's ridiculous. She's still having a Big Mac meal. But the point is, that is better than where she was yesterday. And it's a change that she could make that wasn't going to rock her world. Because it's like any kind of fad, crash, whatever. I promise this isn't about dieting. It's just a great analogy. You just can't do it. So again, it's like you saying to yourself, okay, now I'm going to go from having no email list to building an email list to getting 500 people on. And I'm going to be posting every day and I'm going to be talking about every day. You're just not going to do it. It's just too much. And again, trying to go from, you know, my team and I, I joked that after the boot camp that we could all have a week off. I wasn't even joking. I kind of meant it. And we're we're crazy busy. Like we've jumped straight from one thing into another and we're, you know, doing so much stuff. But I could never have done this on day one. I could never have done this at the beginning because it had to be a 1% change, 1% change, 1% change. And then suddenly, without me kind of realising we're at a place that I didn't, you know, that I hoped to be at, but couldn't get it straight away. I do feel like I've probably just like taken you around the houses to explain, but it's, I promise it's going to become clear. So how did you start making the 1% changes? Well, the very first thing you need to do is where are you trying to go? Like, what do you want? What are your goals? You know, I go on and on and on about goal setting. And I did a whole boot camp about creating your dream business. And what does that dream business look like? So I'm really, really keen. And it's not just about the business. It's about your family life, your home, your health, your you know, exercise, whatever it might be about. So where are you today and where do you want to be? So that's the first thing. So if you have something in your life, and I can imagine you sat here listening to me and, you know, you're thinking now, well, yeah, there's that I'd love my business to be this, or I would love to, you know, maybe lose weight, or I would love to start some exercise or have more time for me or not have to cook every meal in the house. Oh, that's the one that I'd like to work on. Um, so, <laughs> so like, you know, you know there's a goal of something where you'd rather your life be at that point or you'd rather your that thing be at that point. So that's the first thing. You've got to know what is the goal. Because if you don't know the goal, then how on earth can you measure whether you're getting there and how do you know you're going in the right direction? So 
understand where you want to be and what does that look like? Make it really tangible. Make it when we do the Michael Hyatt stuff and we talk about it in the academy, Michael always talks about his smarter framework. So, you know, specific, measurable, you know the drill. I'll see if I can find something to link to in the show notes about it. I'm sure he's talked about it on a blog. But, you know, make it as specific as possible. So don't say I want to grow my email list. Say I would like a thousand people on my email list or I'd like 500 people on my email email list. Don't say I want my business to become bigger. Say I'd like to earn X amount of money. Um, Or don't think about, well, I don't want to have to do everything in my business. Identify what parts of my business don't I want to do and you know, what would I get rid of and what type of person would I need to help? So that's the first thing. Be really, really specific about whatever it is that you are wanting to head towards. Get your goal in place. Then obviously you need to know where you are today. So I've got some examples um, of list building, of having an assistant. Uh, I've also got the example of a house manager because I would love a house manager. Like anybody who's listening who runs a house Like, could you imagine, like, just not having to do all the stuff? It would just be so nice. But anyway, you know, so you might be thinking of like all those various things again, like the maybe it's a it's a diet or a health thing. You know, you might think my health isn't great and I'd like to improve it. So where am I today? Where do I want to go? So you've got two ends of the spectrum, okay? So let's start with our list building example. So imagine you're sat there with an email list of 50 people. And you really want to get more than that on. You decided that, and if you can put a time frame on it, which is part of the smarter framework, then if you wanted to get a 500 people by the end of the year, then great, write that down. So I've got 50 now and I want to get 500 by the end of the year. So then what you need to do is think about what steps could you change? Like, what are you doing today? So if you have an email list of 50 people on that you've just happened to get because, you know, you've worked with them or you've built it up, but just really sporadically and you don't have a system in place, then you need to start thinking, okay, well, what are the systems I can have in place? What's the, what do I need to do to get there? But that's where we can get overwhelmed because then I start talking about, well, create a lead magnet and then you need an email system and then you need, you know, automation and, and that can feel like a big thing. So where's the 1% in this? Well, the 1% could be, do you know what? Every week I'm going to make one of my social media posts a post that says why they should join my email list with a link back to my site where they can find the sign up to my email list. Or the 1% might be, if you don't even have an email list, your 1% might be, okay, I'm going to find out which email system I should use. I'm going to ask in a group or something. By the way, if you're just starting out, it's MailerLite. Just thought I'd skip your head there because it's a really good one to start with. It's much better than MailChimp. And I've decided that episode 196 is going to be me comparing these different email systems for you. So you can have an idea of of where you're at and what you should use. But anyway, back to today. So your 1% might just be making that decision and then you'll know, well, what's the next 1% on top of that? So once I've done that, the next 1% is maybe I sign up to it. Can you see how breaking these things down into really teeny tiny steps doesn't feel overwhelming? It doesn't feel exhausting. It doesn't feel, oh my God, I've got so much to do. And we try and do it with everything. So, you know, when we're doing anything like setting up ready for build my list to come back, you know, we break down every single step and then we just work through each one at a time. But I'm talking obviously more general long-term goals. Okay. So that's the email building one. Like I said, if you have a list set up, your 1% is just post, just send a post out. Even if you haven't got a lead magnet, just put a post up and say, do you want to join my list? Easy peasy. Okay. 
Next one, imagine you want a full-time assistant or you want a team to work with you in your business. And right now you're working on your own and you're doing all the stuff and you just think, I can't imagine how I'll ever get to the point of being able to bring in that team. So what 1% can you do? Well, the first 1% you can do is get an idea of what you actually want to get rid of. So it might be that you start to write a list as you're working um, and I've done this exercise a few times that basically as I do something, I write it down and then I have a, again, this is a Michael Hyatt thing actually, and I don't think I'm going to remember it exactly, but something like a, hang on, it's in my book. I've got it right here. Uh, delegate, mm, hang on, can you hear me like shuffling around in my paper? Because uh, I have this full focus planner. Defer, delegate or delete. Have I just not my mic as well? So I probably went a bit funny, but anyway, defer, delegate or delete. So, you know, that's what I do as I'm doing tasks. I'm like, well, could I have delegated this or do I have to do this full stop? So you could start off with your 1% being that, or let's say, you know what you want to do and you know what you want someone to, to, to start doing in your business. Then why not just start at like, I don't know, an hour a week or four hours a month or something, because lots of freelance people will do just that amount. My first VA that worked for me did 10 hours a month. And I remember thinking, what are you going to get done in 10 hours a month? That is nothing. Like an entire month, 10 hours. Oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe the stuff she got done because they are just doing an action as in, you know, depending on what you give them, obviously, but some of the stuff that I handed over initially was like, you know, follow this process that I do. And can you do the same? Whereas it might have taken me, I don't know, 10 minutes or half an hour, you know, it might take them 20 minutes because they're literally going in, doing the thing, getting out again. They don't get distracted. Their job is to, to make sure they're being really efficient with their time. So you'd be amazed how much they can get done. So why not just ask the question in a group or, you know, community that you're in and say who works with any VAs that they can recommend, or I'm looking for someone who can help me with this for just a few hours a month. And it might be, you know, a, a VA can be anything. The pricing can be really quite wildly different. But, you know, you could be talking like 15 to 35 pounds an hour in the UK. But again, like for 60 pounds, let's say, let's say they were 15 pounds an hour and you're having four hours. For 60 pounds, is it not worth just trying and going and doing a bit of outsourcing? So that 1%. Now, yeah, that's not a full-time member of staff. Yeah, that's not a whole team but at least you're starting, at least you're going to that. And then what you'll find, which is exactly what I find, is the more time you are freed to focus on things that make you money or build your business, the more valuable your time becomes and the more you see the value in, in outsourcing. Okay, so, you know, let's say, like me, you want to bring in a house manager or you want to bring in someone to assist with some of the jobs around the house. So obviously I wouldn't have a faintest idea how much a house manager costs, if I'm honest. Maybe that's the first thing I should do. That's my step one, my 1%. But there's obviously lots of jobs around the house that I have to do. And some of them I've already outsourced. So I have a dog walker who's amazing and the dogs love her, who comes, depending on whether Paul's around or how busy we are, it might be sometimes it's four times a week, sometimes it's two times a week. But you know, for the money I pay her, it's absolutely worth me having that worry of like the dogs aren't getting walked or the dogs aren't having some time, but also the me not having to do it. Now, granted, I'm not a big fan of dog walking, but but it's like, okay, so my 1% could be, I can't have a full house manager, but what can I do? The other thing that's an absolute 
oh, gets me so wound up is the fact that I do all the cooking. Like I could be on a call till 8 p.m. and I'll come off the call and they'll all look, look at me and be like, what's for dinner? And it drives me insane, especially when my week is very busy, like, you know, when I'm in a launch or something like that. So anyway, so for me, obviously getting someone in to cook our meals is really not something that is on the books at the moment financially. I mean, again, I don't know how much it costs. I probably should look at it. But what about bringing in prepared meals? What about, I found a couple of really cool places that do like vegan plant-based meals and and gluten-free, which was ace. And by the way, in case you're wondering who it was, I think it's Detox Kitchen. I think I'll double check and put a link into my show notes. But they do basically amazing tasting ready meals that they send to your house and they do salads and things like that. And it's like, okay, so I can't afford someone to come and do all the cooking, but is there something I can do instead? Is there something that I can get some help with and make a 1% change so it's not as stressful? And then obviously things like, you know, I've put the example down of drinking more water or becoming more healthy, which is how I discovered the 1% change. Because like I said, I would, you know, I looked at my diet and it really wasn't horrendous, but it wasn't great. And I was really low in loads of vitamins and I now take lots of supplements, but like the 1% changes might be, if you know, you need to get more sleep, but you're not very good at it, then maybe, you know, go to bed 10 minutes earlier than you normally go to bed. Or maybe if you want to start a morning routine and you want to get up, but you're not great at it, Maybe set the alarm for 15 minutes before you'd normally set the alarm. These tiny changes build up to massive things. But the problem is at the time, we just think it looks so insignificant that why should we even bother? Like, well, that's ridiculous. But then, you know, so for instance, like breakfast for me is really tricky being gluten free. And also I'm savory. I'm not a sweet person. I don't like sweet food particularly. So it's like, okay, I would have started off on my journey, like eating, like almost like a full cooked breakfast every day, <laughs> uh, which not only is a right pain in the be- in the neck, but, you know, it's not healthy. Whereas now I've made 1% changes, 1% changes. And now I'm at a point where I eat, I do on a Sunday, like a load of veg, like onions and peppers and mushrooms, tomatoes, chili, garlic, and I fry them up in some oil And then I put some chorizo in it, which, yeah, okay, it's still meat. And this isn't about me trying to be plant-based. It's just about me trying to eat healthier food and more veg. And then I'll have it with a fried egg or something. So I've gone from having what was effectively a full English breakfast most days to having this. And And then when I have to tweak it again to pull out the chorizo or go from a fried egg to a poached egg, it's not going to feel so hard because I've took 1% steps to get there. Does all this make sense? I'm sat here thinking, Teresa, you're talking about your breakfast. You've literally told them, like, you know, your little recipe that you make for your breakfast. How is this helpful? But I really hope it is because, like I said, it's not just about the business. We are not just our businesses. Everything else, like I've said before, I adore what I do and I could basically just do this all the time. And I was not very good at looking at my own health and looking after myself and you know, making sure I was eating well. But the truth is, if I don't look after me, I don't have a business. So again, like the fact of when I finish work, I don't know, six o'clock, maybe I go to the school and I grab my daughter and then I get back and I've got to start cooking and I then don't sit down until 8pm. So I've been working my backside off all day and then I sit down at 8pm. I don't want to have to do that. So if I can do 1% change to make it a bit easier, then I'm going to. If I can pass one thing off my to-do list to someone else to do, then I'm going to do that. So 
hopefully this has been helpful. If not, you've got a lovely breakfast recipe there I've just given you. So win-win, hey? I really hope it's been helpful. I'd really love you to tell me, like, think of one thing. In fact, I am going to set you some homework because it's all in the doing. It's all well and good you listening to me. And thank you. I love you listening to me. But we've got to do something with the stuff. So I'm going to set you a challenge and I want you to DM me or like go onto the onto my website and use the contact form or whatever. Or you can email hello at TeresaHeathWearing.com. And although that goes to my team, I also get that copied in. And if it's something that I deal with, then they leave it. So yeah, I want you to tell me what thing you want to change. I want you to tell me, and if you're struggling as well to think of what that 1% could be, then then definitely get in touch with me. And if it's on DM, I'm very likely to send you a voice note back just because I'm not great at texting and I don't like it. So do it on Instagram because I tend to do all my stuff over on Instagram if you can. But tell me what it, where you are now, where you want to go to. And if you do know what 1% you could do, then tell me and I will cheer you along. And if you don't know, then ask me and I will see if I can help you. So so yeah, I really hope this has helped. I hope the 1% thing, it can make a big difference. And celebrate, by the way, every time you've made that 1% change and you're about to go to the next level, celebrate that. It's amazing work. Brilliant. Right. I'm going to leave you to it. Have a lovely week. Don't forget to go and check out that masterclass all about list building. So if you are wanting to build your list, then do go check that out. It happens on the 29th of June. And otherwise, I will see you next week for an interview. Until then, have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I would love it so very much if you were happy enough to head over to iTunes and give me a review. 